Hey everyone, welcome back to Pardon the Board Games. I'm your host, Rob Snow. Tonight, we're going to be looking at a bunch of different games. First off, I played a lot of games this week. I want to talk about those, give you my initial thoughts before some reviews go up later. Talk about the ones that I'm going to write reviews for, the ones I'm not going to write reviews for, and how I make some of those decisions. Next, after that, we're going to talk about four big announcements that have come right here before Gen Con. My guess is that these announcements are coming early because those developers and publishers are factoring these games into the displays that they're going to have at Gen Con. They don't want some roadie from another company snapping a picture and putting it up online. Uh, so we'll make sure that we talk about all four of those big games. And then also we'll talk about the games that I'm driving, that are in the car, packed up right now, ready to go to Gen Con with me. And we'll also talk about the games that I'm looking to get. I'm going to send my dad through one half of the event hall to pick up some games. We'll see how many he's able to nab out of those, and I'll be going on the right-hand side to pick up some games, and then we'll meet in the middle. So we'll talk about those games, and if we get them, uh, you know, we'll see how we do if we strike out or if we uh, uh, hit a home run on those. Anyways, it's going to be a great show. I hope you hold on tight. It's going to be quick. It's going to be fast. We've got a lot to cover tonight and not a lot of time. So here we go. Let's get started. All right, the first game that I got to play this week, and I actually played it two times since the last time that I've talked to you, uh, is Champions of Midgard. Uh, yeah, Champions of Midgard with the full expansions. Very, very, very fun. This is a great game. And if you're not playing with the Valhalla expansion, you're playing Champions of Midgard wrong. Now, I love Lords of Waterdeep, but this game, with the dice rolling, with the fact that it's not just worker placement, there's some other aspects to the game, there's some other, there's some dice rolling, there's some battling, there's some competition, handing around those blame tokens, there's a little more player interaction. Um, I, I'm not going to say the Champions of Midgard has completely erased... Lords of Waterdeep from the map, because my wife still loves Lords of Waterdeep, but goodness gracious, Champions of Midgard with that Valhalla expansion is superb. It's a worker placement game. You're going to be collecting dice, and each die is a different type of Viking. So there's Axemen and Spearmen, and there's the uh, Sacrificial Swordsmen. Uh, and then you can, when they die, you can pick up the Valhalla tokens for them, and you can eventually trade those Valhalla tokens in for better soldiers, for Berserkers, for Shield Wardens. Uh, there's also a new Leaders dice that come with it. The Valhalla expansion, 10 out of 10. The I will never play this game without the Valhalla expansion. I don't care who you are. I don't care if it's a tournament, whatever. Valhalla expansion, essential. Also now, the Dark Mountains, great expansion. If it weren't for Valhalla, this would be like an awesome expansion. I'd be ranting and raving about it. It's really good. It adds new monster types. It adds a whole new type of Viking. It adds the Archer Viking, uh, which you get for defeating these Burgrazars up in the mountains. It's another place to go and journey. So before it was like you could only journey on the sea. Now you can journey on land. There's different. The journey cards are more varied. I feel like than the sea journey cards. You can you know get mercenaries, which let you pay gold to hire. Uh, new dice for your for your unit, so I, I very much like the Dark Mountain, but I I would play without the Dark Mountain. If somebody was like, oh, I don't like the Dark Mountain, I'd be like, oh, okay. But Valhalla, they don't like the Valhalla expansion, there's no reason to play. They don't understand board games, they don't get it. It is a great, 
great game. And so that is a game that I'm going to be playing a lot more. I'll definitely be writing a review for that over on Pardon the Rob at some point. Uh, probably not right away, but soon for sure. All right, next up, I want to talk about two games that are very similar. Uh, they have some simultaneous bidding uh, as kind of the core mechanic of them. The first one is an old but classic game called Dixit uh, from Asmodee. And uh, Dixit's a game where uh, you've got these, these beautiful art cards with lots of great pictures on them. Everybody's going to have them. And the active player is going to pick one of their cards and announce a word with it, not show everybody. And everybody else is going to try to have a picture that matches that word to try and get people to guess their picture instead. So if somebody said glamorous, uh, everybody would try to find a picture that also was glamorous. They're mixed up. They're put onto the table. And then everybody bids for which one the active players was. Uh, my friend Sarah, she's starting to play more and more board games. Uh, she said, oh, it's like apples to apples with pictures. And yeah, it's it's a step up from apples to apples. It's a fun game. It's got great art. It's a beautiful game. I really like it. It's in our collection. It's probably going to be in our collection for always. Uh, that's Dixit. We play Dixit Journey, but any of the Dixit brand games, are they're very good. And I highly recommend them. They're great for getting new people uh, to the table. The other game that I played, uh, and now I've played a couple of times. I played this one at work a little bit. And I've, I've been playing it around, and I've really enjoyed it. It's a new game from GameRite and Daily Magic Games, Gonuts for Donuts. Uh, and so Gonuts for Donuts, there will be different donut cards out on the center of the table, each in a different spot, one, two, three, four, five. I, Depends on how many people you're playing with. I think it goes up to seven if you're playing with the maximum number of players. Uh, maybe only three if you're playing with two players. I haven't played a two-player or a six-player version of it yet. So I've only played with the middle player counts. Um, but you're essentially bidding on different donuts. And the different sets of donuts that you get will be worth uh, different amounts of points. And there are riskier sets to go after, and there are safer sets to go after, and then there are special donuts that let you kind of break the game a little bit by searching through the discard pile. And if if you bid on one and you're the only person to bid that number, so if I bid on donut number two and I'm the only one to bid there, then I get that card. But if I bid on number two, my wife also bids on number two, then neither of us get that card, and it's discarded into the discard pile. So you're trying to take the best card, but you want the best card for you, even if it's not the best card for everyone. Um, so Gonuts for Donuts, is a, it's a really fun, bidding, simultaneous bidding game. I really enjoy it. It's super easy to teach to new people. I've now taught this game to, I think, eight people. I think I've taught it to eight people. And uh, only one of those is somebody from my normal gaming group, Kevin. Well, I've taught it to my wife, but I, I don't count her as like somebody I've quote-unquote taught it to because we're always playing games together. But anyways, uh, so I've, I've taught this game to seven people who aren't regular gamers, and they've all loved it. That's what I like about this game. Even the people who have lost, they've loved it. So I can't say enough good things about Go Nuts for Donuts. It's going to show up later in the show as a game that I'm taking with me to Gen Con. Definitely going to play this with Mom and Dad. Uh, and you know what? It's the type of game that I can set up downstairs in the breakfast lobby. You know, somebody walks by and is like, hey, what are you doing? Hey, let's play Go Nuts for Donuts. It's breakfast time. Perfect breakfast lobby game for Gen Con. Heard it here first on Pardon the Board Games. So those are the second two games I played recently. That's Dixit the Journey and 
Go nuts for donuts. All right, we're going to talk about two more games that I played here. Uh, the first one, not super hot on. It's a game called Cockroach Poker. Uh, and this game is a game where basically everybody gets dealt a hand of cards, and you can play it with a lot of people, which is nice. Uh, but everybody gets this deck of cards. You can say on your turn, you basically pass a card to somebody, and you say, hey, this is a scorpion or a stink bug or a flea or whatever. And then they have three options. They can either say, you're right, you're telling the truth. And if you were telling the truth, you take the card. And if you weren't telling the truth, they take the card. They can say that you're lying. Again, if you were lying, you take the card. And if you weren't lying, they take the card. So if if the person guesses right, then you get that card back and you put it down in front of you. You lose the game when you have four of the same card in front of you. The other option that that player has is they can say... They basically can say, I don't know. I'm not sure if you're telling the truth or not. Then they get to look at that card and pass it to somebody else around the table and tell them what it is. Now, obviously, if it gets passed too far around the table, somebody is going to have known what the card is. Uh, but we found that rarely the card got passed more than two or three times. This game is okay, but it's simple. And it's kind of a bluffing game, but it's very much a, like looking at the other person, looking for tells, bluffing game. It's not a game where there's a lot of reasoning of, like, Coup is a good bluffing game. In fact, Coup's a way better game. Let's just talk about Coup. Coup's a great bluffing game from indie board and boards and cards, and you should go and buy that game. Coup's way better than Cockroach Poker. Uh, don't worry about Cockroach Poker. It's not a good game. Go get Coup instead, spelled C-O-U-P, like you're cooing a country. All right. Next up, I did play one really awesome game. Now, this is my friend Kevin's game, so I don't own this one yet, but I'm thinking about it. It's called Shinobi Wata. And I don't know if this game got lost in the mix or what, but uh, I haven't seen a lot of hype about this game, but I'm excited for this game. Um, it, it was really fun to play. I, I was a little confused by the rules at first, but then I figured it out. And so what you're doing is there are all these different clans. It's a very... It's, themed around a very, like, Japanese clan culture. So there's a, you know, carp clan, and there's a dragon clan, and there's fox clan, and all these different types of clans. And they all let you do different powers. So, for instance, the crow clan, if you lay down two or three crow cards at a time, you get to dig through the discard pile and bring some cards back into your hand. The bear clan has the highest point value cards. They don't have any abilities. The Dragon Clan lets you draw cards off the top of the deck, keep some of them, and get rid of the others. The Fox Clan, you know, the Cunning Clan, they let you switch hands with another player when you uh, when you play a certain amount of them down on the table. The Spider Clan lets you destroy another person's clan. So there's a lot, there's a ton of player interaction, lots of cards moving around the table. But this is a quick game. This isn't a game that takes three hours to play. Um, there's even like a a super quick like. 25 minute kind of beginner version. I think they call it the grasshopper version with grasshopper. Uh, so it's a very fun first like 25 minutes game. Then you can play the fuller game, which, you know, once, once everybody knows the game, it goes really fast. People are coming up with their clans, digging through the discard, digging through the draw deck, laying clans out. And as soon as somebody plays four different clans, that round is over. Everybody counts up points. Uh, you can do different things to 
take advantage of the deck. You know, you can uh, be corrupt and then you lose some points for being corrupt, but it gets you a lot of benefits. Again, lots of player interaction, lots of, you know, do you want to be risky or do you want to play safe? Still a core set collection game, but a lot of take that in there, but take that that you know is coming. You know, some games are like, well, we played for an hour and there was no player interaction and then somebody laid a mandatory quest down on me. Looking at you, Lords of Waterdeep. Um, but I like this one because it's like, man, people are just destroying clans, making you discard cards, making you switch hands, like super fast. It's happening throughout the entire game. So that is very, very fun. I highly recommend this game from Yellow. It's called Shinobi Wata. It's one that I'm looking for and that I'm excited to add to my collection soon. Shinobi Wata by Yellow. Highly recommended by Pardon the Board Games. Okay, let's talk about Gen Con. First, I'm going to talk about the games that I'm sending my dad to chase down. Okay, so he's got four stops before he and I reconnect on Thursday morning. I don't know if he's going to get all of these. We'll see. If he gets them, great. If he doesn't, that's okay. It's all right. I'll forgive him. He's my father. He's done so much for me in my life. And actually, let's be honest here. He's done a ton for me getting to Gen Con this year and being able to do all these fun things that I love to do. So number one, I'm having him stop by Mayfair Games to pick up Baron Park. I really love the look of this game. I like the idea of tile selection, tile placement that other people can't mess with. Uh, so Baron Park, uh, that's the first game that he's running after at Mayfair Games. Hopefully it's there. It's been out of stock online now for almost a month, uh, but my hope is that it'll be back soon. Now, if this comes in stock in the next two days online, I may say, hey, scrap that. Uh, we'll buy it online and send them to my next location, which is the Cryptozoic Entertainment booth. I'm sending him after some big games here, uh, big expansions, really, all related to the DC deck building game. The Multiverse box is being released here. The Birds of Prey mini expansion is coming out here. And the Confrontations box, I've heard, is going to be for sale at Gen Con. Now, if that's true, that's a whole lot of DC deck building game landing on one date. Now, Birds of Prey, most of the stores online and stuff are saying that it's not coming out till October. So I would love to have this game in August, not have to wait two more months. Confrontations box listed as coming in Q4. So that could be as late as November or December. Again, I think these are hot items for the people who are following the DC deck building world. I don't know that people who come into that booth like off the street are going to be like, oh, like what's the new cool stuff? Um, the last one, the multiverse box, is only good if you have a lot of expansions. So buying the multiverse box is kind of like, well, what's the point unless, you know, you really have been a hardcore collector so i'm a little worried the multiverse box might get sold out before we get there but you know what i had to pick and choose the games that i was going after and i picked the i know that cryptozoic is going to have this stuff online i know that i'm going to be able to pre-order it in fact some of it's already able to pre-order um i know let me put it this way i know that games by james and the other local stores that i shop at are going to get copies of this stuff and i'm going to be able to get it will i be able to get it in august probably not i would love to get it but that's why it's coming right behind baron park because i honestly i have no idea if mayfair is gonna keep printing baron park or when the next print run of it will be so that's what i'm going after first with my, that's what i'm sending my dad after first is baron park 
than these Cryptozoic games. After that, number three, just added today. I wasn't going to put this game on there, but then I saw the theme, I saw the art, I saw a little bit of a gameplay from the Dice Tower. Shout out to you guys, great videos. Um, this is coming from AEG, and it's called the Unicornus Knights. Now, this is a game where a, the princess is going out to get vengeance for her father or somebody, and all the players are cooperatively playing her knights who are basically trying to clear a path to the Overlord so that she can stay safe. Uh, so I like cooperative games. Uh, that's a really good thing for me and my family and for the people that like to play games here. I like when we're all on the same team. It's easier to do that. Um, you know, I try really hard not to quarterback those games, but cooperative games are a little bit easier because they don't have to hide their hand of cards from me uh, like they would in some other games. Last but certainly not least, uh, I'm having my dad run up to the yellow booth, and that's going to be where we either try to meet up there or possibly at the next station. At the yellow booth, he's picking up two things, both expansions for uh, King of Tokyo. He's going to be picking up Power Up, and then more importantly, he'll be getting the Gen Con exclusive slash slash game con exclusive it'll probably be at some other conferences but the ali san uh monster uh that's usable in both king of new york and king of tokyo i really like king of tokyo the new edition looks really good uh i don't have the power up box yet um i'm happy to purchase that directly from yellow and support them as much as i can king of tokyo an excellent game uh that game is actually going to be getting a an onboard article on my Pardon the Rob uh, blogspot place. So make sure to be looking for that soon. Those are the ones that we're sending. So uh, Baron Park, Cryptozoic, AEG, and Yellow. It's going to be great. Thanks, Dad. I'm hunting down on that first Thursday of Gen Con. The first one that I'm going after is going to be Magic Maze. Now, Magic Maze was nominated for the Spiel des Jahres, the highest award in board gaming. There's only going to be a thousand copies at Gen Con. I'm going to quick look at the booth. If they have copies, I'll get in line. And if they don't, I'm bolting. I'm just going to go straight past it, go to my next stop. Now, Magic Maze looks like a fun game. It's a cooperative game. You get to move the pawn. You move pawns around a map trying to escape a mall that they've been robbing. However, here's the deal. You can only move pawns in a certain direction. So I don't control a pawn, I control a direction, like the down direction. I can move any pawn down, but I need somebody else to move the pawns left or right or up. So I'm excited for that game, cooperative game, time-based game. We'll have another one of those that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Okay. Next up on my list is we're stopping at Brain Games. Now, Brain Games got famous off of their game Ice Cool, which won the Kinderspiel des Jahres this year. Biggest award for a family game. Uh, but I'm not stopping to get Ice Cool. I'm going to try to get Reef Root. If Sharks and Minnows was a board game, it would be called Reef Root. In this game, you roll a die, you get to move fish, your fish or other players' fish, or the predator fish that are coming after you. Your goal is to get one of your fish across to the finish line, before your opponent's fish get across the finish line. Super exciting looking game. I'm ready to get that. If they have it, I'll also pick up King Frog and I'll get uh, Woo Hoo, which is a game that my two year old can play. It's elephant themed, she'll love it. Um, but if I didn't get Magic Maze, I'll try to get Ice Cool here. From there, I'll be heading down to Renegade Studios where I will either wait in line for a long time or maybe I'll get Ex Libris. Ex Libris is a game that I, I don't know how 
how excited people are for this game. It seems like just in the last two days, it's become very, very popular with a lot of the internet personalities that are reviewing board games and whatnot, but I haven't heard a lot of buzz about it like I have some of the other games that are coming out at Gen Con. So Ex Libris by Renegade Games, it's a set collection game. You're collecting the books for your magical library. Uh, there's you know a certain amount of rounds that you have to kind of create the biggest, bestest library. Um, I'm very, I'm, I think that it looks fun. I think my wife would play it with me. My mom would play it with me. Other gamers would play it with me. So I like the idea of Ex Libris, but also it's coming from Renegade. This is going to be a game that's available f for sale soon, I think. It's not going to be something I have to wait around for for a really long time. Uh, so Ex Libris, I'm excited for it, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Not a lot of reviews. Still a little skeptical of, of, you know, is there a reason it didn't get sent out beforehand? You know, is it maybe not as good as everybody's chalking it up to be? right now from there i'm going to head to a game that is for sure 1000 percent a great game and it's an expansion for a game i'm going to be getting jamaica the crew now jamaica i've talked about it before it is the best racing game it's a pirate themed racing game uh and there's no better racing game out there I highly recommend it uh and i'm excited to get the crew expansion it adds new mechanics and a new uh aspect to racing around the island we don't need new racing games. We just need new expansions for Jamaica the Crew. So those are my four stops. Magic Maze, Brain Games, where I'll be looking at Refruit. Then I'll be heading down to Renegade to look at Ex Libris. And then, of course, I'm going after what I just talked about, Jamaica the Crew, an expansion for Jamaica. From there, I'll either head over to Yellow, if my dad hasn't made it there yet. And it's a long slog on my way to Yellow. Hopefully I don't lose any money and pick up any board games on the way or i may end up just going down to cool stuff inc if my dad has already made it through yellow i'll head down to cool stuff and we will uh you know kind of regroup there probably take some games out to the car breathe some fresh air eat some food and then we'll come back in to pick up one of the games that i pre-ordered which is going to be the next segment that we talked about here on pardon the board games Hey everyone, welcome back to Pardon the Board Games. I'm your host, Rob Snow. We're still talking about Gen Con. Now let's talk about some of the cool stuff that I pre-ordered and don't have to rush around to try and grab at Gen Con. First up is the game Five Minute Dungeon. This is by uh, Wiggles 3D. It's produced by Spin Master. Uh, really cool game that I've already had a chance to play. It's already come in the mail, so great. You know, it came out a couple weeks before Gen Con here. And this is a game where... There's a boss in the middle of the table. Uh, he's got some enemy cards that he brings with him. And each enemy, you have to throw down colored cards from your hands to try and defeat. So reds are swords, green is arrows, um, There's blue is magic spells. They all have symbols. It's colorblind friendly. But it's a really, really cool game. It's a speed game. There's a timer going. There's actually an app. on You can use any five-minute timer, but I highly recommend getting the app. Uh, it's super fun. They kind of talk you through like and remind you like four minutes three minutes they talk about you know like you you're you're not gonna make it out of here so it's pretty fun uh everybody's throwing cards you got to be strategic about when you use your cards each player gets a different character board that has some different powers that they can use uh really really fun just speed fueled game not a great game to play when you're exhausted from a week of running summer camp but still had fun with it uh we died on the first boss 
then we beat the first and the second boss and then died on the third boss. Uh, so we haven't like played it, played it, like sat down for like hours to play it, but we wanted to try it a couple times. It's in my box. I'm taking it to Gen Con. That'll be another segment that's coming up. Five Minute Dungeon could have been in my played it this week, pre-ordered it section, and taking taking it with me to Gen Con, which will be coming up later. The other games that I pre-ordered. Imperial Stop Thief, which is coming from Restoration Games, is another game that uses an app. Uh, you're trying to find a thief, and you go around the table, getting different clues each time from your app, uh, and then moving towards that thief to try and stop them. Uh, looks fun. I'm excited for that game. I also pre-ordered Flick 'Em Up Dead of Winter. I got that one. Uh, coming uh, probably a little bit after Gen Con. I was just looking at, here's the games that I'm taking at Gen Con, the games that my mom's bringing at Gen Con, the games that I'm buying at Gen Con. I was like, hey, I'm just not, this is not a game that I'm playing with my mom and dad. Uh, maybe not. Maybe a game that my wife's into. I don't know. Maybe not. But I know that it's a game that my friends will be into and that maybe even casual gamers will get into. So I wanted it. But I didn't need it at Gen Con. So it'll be here when it's here, and I'm excited to play that game. Let's flick him up, Dead of Winter. Last but not least, the two games I was most worried about not being able to get my hands on. Robinson Crusoe, Adventures on the Cursed Island, and First Martians. Uh, man, Robinson Crusoe and First Martians. These are going to be the hotness. I think there's a lot of people who are like, are these the hotness still? Yes, they're going to be the hotness. I've been trying to get my hands on Robinson Crusoe now for like two years. I haven't been able to find it online. A year and a half. I don't know. Realistically, you know, it's been $130, $150, $140. And it's like, oh man, that's a lot of money for a game that, you know, retails at like 60 bucks. Uh, you know, it's almost double that on eBay and stuff. Now it's out now for pre-order on some of the sites. So if you're not able to make it to Gen Con, maybe it's still available on some of the sites. I don't know how quickly it sold out. But Robinson Crusoe is a game that I've been excited about for a very, very long time. It's cooperative, it's card management, it's survival, it's scenario-based. All things that I really like about games. I love board games that tell a story. And there's a top 10 in there. Uh, some are top 10 board games that tell a story. Not tonight, but some other time. Top 10 board games that tell a story. I'll be doing that list. Um, and First Martians is just... Another another great storytelling game set as the first people on Mars. Space games, they're going to be big this year. Uh, they're already big this year. They're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so I'm excited about First Martians uh, on the Red Planet. It's, it's going to be a really good game. I'm excited to play this. Trying to get maybe I'll try to get both of them played with my family while I'm there, but at least at least Robinson Crusoe I want to get played with my family. Get one scenario under my belt while I'm there at Gen Con. Very excited for that game. So I pre-ordered those to pick up at the booth. Portal Games just understands communication with their people. They understand communication. They understand pre-ordering. More game companies need to be like Portal Games. Thanks for listening. We've got more coming in just a second. games we're talking about our big gen con preview and right now we're going to be talking about the games that i'm taking with me to gen con first some games that we've already covered tonight go nuts for donuts taking that game i'm sure my family will get around to playing it it's quick 
you know, 10 minute game goes really quickly. Lots of fun. Anybody can play it. Also might set that up if I'm just like hanging around the con. That might be the one game that I'm taking with me into the con, which I know you're not really supposed to do because you're supposed to be buying games. But I think Go Nuts for Donuts is a game that I might try to take in with me and play. Next up is Five Minute Dungeon. Again, fairly quick game. You beat that game. It's 30 minutes long. You lose that game. It's less time. It's a fun game, easy to teach to other people. Five Minute Dungeon, I'm definitely taking it with me. King of Tokyo, I'm taking it with me because I'm trying to get some of the expansions for it. Uh, expansions are no good if you don't have the game with you, so I'm taking King of Tokyo. Jamaica, taking Jamaica for the same reason. I'm going to try to pick up Jamaica the crew. Don't want to take that. Don't want to take... Don't want to just have the expansion. Want to be able to play the game too. So taking Jamaica, definitely want to introduce my mom to that game, but I think my dad would like it too. He's a little bit of a heavier thinker. I don't think the analysis paralysis will hit him so hard with this game because he's only got two choices each turn. Um, so I'm a fan of that. I think my dad will like Jamaica. I'm taking some other games that I think are just fun, quick games, games that are portable, games that are easy to take with me. I'm taking a game called Strawberry Ninja. It's a little quick cooperative game. Everybody is moving a cat around the board trying to find the Strawberry Ninja. So I'm excited for that one. Nice little tiny co-op. I'm taking Three Wishes, which is a game that you have to have three players to play. Since most of my summer staff are gone, all my seasonal staff have left, I have less people to play games with me. My wife will play anything with me, but... You gotta have three for that game. So I'm taking that one with me. Uh, I've also thrown in there a game called 10 Minute Heist from Daily Magic Games. Really, really fun set collection game. Uh, you're stealing stuff. That's a big theme, like uh, fantastic beings or, uh, you know, like mythical situations and theft seems to be a big combo this year uh, at, at Gen Con and just in board gaming in general. But hey, I like it. And 10 Minute Heist is a great game, and it actually plays in like 10 or 15 minutes. So it's a good, small game, portable, easy to take with me. I'm taking Pretending to Grown Up. It's from Jason Anarchy. It's a fun game. It's got just really funny cartoons on it. The gameplay is super simple, but really, it just every card makes me laugh. So Pretending to Grown Up, I'm taking that game. I think it's going to be great. And I'm taking two big games with me. Two big games because... I think my mom has commented enough on my Facebook posts about them uh, that I want to play them with her. The first one is Lords of Waterdeep. It is, it has been the best worker placement game for quite some time. I'm very excited to play it. I'm excited to show my mom how to play. My wife will probably win because she always does uh, at that game at least. Although she wins a lot at a lot of games. She's actually very good at games, even if I tend to like them a little bit more. And then I'll show my mom a better game than Lords of Waterdeep, Champions of Midgard, uh, and we'll play that. I don't know. It, it may not be a better game, but man, do I like Champions of Midgard. It is the hotness right now. I am on board. I am on that train. I am playing it. It's, it's really, really good. So Champions of Midgard, that'll be another game that is in the stack that I'm taking with me to Gen Con. And it's, it's just going to be a lot of fun. Also, a really quick shout-out to two games that I'm bringing uh, for my daughter, uh, two of her favorite games. One is the Sneaky Snacky Squirrel game, uh, which is a really, really great game. It's, it's a spinner game and then uh, kind of a, a deduction game. It's uh, made by Riley Wilkinson. And it's just, it's a good game. It's really, really good. So I'm actually holding it right now, looking at it. So that's a great game. 
I recommend it for anybody with kids. And then a fun letters game called Frida's Fruit Fiesta. This is by Brent Geppert. Uh, and it's another really, really good game. Uh, I highly recommend this game also. It's a game where you're, it's a, another spinner-based game. You're collecting letters. There's some dexterity involved in it also. So it mixes a lot of those early tools that are just really good for kids to be developing. Learning their letters, learning their colors, learning how to grab things with a pair of tongs. Uh, you know, they're never going to make it through a Chinese restaurant if they can't figure that part out. So those are the games that I'm taking with me to Gen Con. Shout out if you think that's a good list or not. Uh, and we've got more coming up real soon. Welcome back to Pardon the Board Games. We're talking about three of our big announcements that came out just in the last couple of days, one of them today. Fantasy Flight Games has made three big announcements leading up to Gen Con. The first one, Fallout the Board Game is coming out. Now this game looks a little bit more like a exploration game. It seems to have some of the, uh, you know, tile flipping, tile exploration type stuff that you would see in some other games. It also has some cool miniatures. Just looking at the pictures on Board Game Geek, it looks like there's some event cards and some different um, benefits that you can have. And it sort of seems like there's definitely going to be places that you can find, like raider camps. Um, and so I'm interested to see more about this. It sounds like it's kind of a semi-cooperative or a not really cooperative type board game. But what interests is, what, what I'm most interested about is that here comes Fallout the board game. And just a couple of months ago, we had Modifus, uh, I think I'm pronouncing that right, show up with a new game called Fallout Wasteland War Warfare. Now, I, I'm not sure, now this also has miniatures, it says it's one to eight players, up to 240 minutes. So there's not a lot to know about these two board games like that they've just been announced but it's really interesting to me that two different companies have the same property same licenses both have miniatures in their games now it looks like wasteland warfare is more focused on minis but man it's just interesting to me that there's gonna be two fallout board games coming within you know and the announcements are within a couple of months each other of each other now next probably the biggest announcement that could drop for the board game commu community is Twilight Imperium 4th Edition. Now there's a lot of people saying out there, hey, $150 for a board game, that's way too much. But let's look at the components that are in this game. Let's look at how much stuff is in this game. This game encompasses all the best parts of Twilight Imperium 3rd Edition, all the best parts of the two expansions for Twilight Imperium 3rd Edition. There's 17 character, or 17 races that you can play as, um, tons of exploration tiles, uh, tons of miniatures. I'm looking for the exact count on the miniatures here. It's, it's just ridiculous. There's a ton of stuff. This is gonna be a heavy, big box. Like, and this is, I don't know that there's any other board game that could get announced a reprint or some kind of new version with as much fanfare as Twilight Imperium. And so here I've found this information, 350 units, 561 command and control tokens, 
80 action cards, 50 agenda cards, 40 objective cards. I mean, just a bajillion cards. It looks like somewhere in the neighborhood of like 500 cards. 500 cards, 500 tokens, 350 plastic units, 17 race boards. I don't know. Just there's going to be a lot, a lot of stuff in this game. So, you know, $150, man, you look at some of the Kickstarters out there today. Some of those Kickstarters are going for like 400 500 You look at Kingdom Death Monster, man, 1000 bucks to get in on that game. So I look at $150 for Big Giant Space 4X game. Hey, that's what it costs. You know, if you want to do it, do it. Uh, so, like I said, no other announcement could move the industry forward like a new Twilight Imperium does. Um, so that's super exciting to see that. But now, going like a step further, as if like, as if they just can't stop outdoing themselves... Today, new update, Sid Meier's Civilization, A New Dawn. Civilization is a huge computer game. The board game, it wasn't great, but man, an upgraded system, upgraded art, upgraded rule set. I mean, this is a whole new game. This is a whole new edition. This is not some kind of expansion. So man, two big redesigns on two big games. Um... Very interesting. Now, if you can't throw down $150 on Twilight Imperium, $50 for Civilization New Dawn. Both of those you can pre-order now at your friendly local game store or online at Fantasy Flight Games. Very, very exciting pre-Gen Con releases. Gen Con 2017. We're talking about a big announcement that just happened today. And that is Resident Evil 2, the board game. It's being produced by Steamforge Games. These are the same guys behind the wildly successful Guild Ball competitive miniatures game. Also behind Dark Souls, the board game. The biggest Kickstarter board game ever when it launched on Kickstarter last year. So it's very interesting. They've gone, they've got another big IP this time. Resident Evil from Capcom. What are they going to do with it? Is it going to be a miniatures game? Is it going to be done in another way? I'm not sure. I, I assume that if Steam Forge is behind it, we're going to see some miniatures. But they just announced Dark Souls, the card game. So maybe, maybe they're going in a different direction. Though there already is a Resident Evil deck building game out there. So I'd be surprised to see uh, Resident Evil with lots of cards. I'm thinking this is going to be miniatures. I think there's going to be a lot of zombies in there. And we'll see. Maybe this is, is going to breathe some good life, some new life into the zombie kind of theme that we've seen so often on so many games. And, you know, I look at zombie games now and I'm like, Psh, don't need it. I already got some zombie games. But, man, Resident Evil, that's, a, that's the property that could bring me back in. I think it could suck a lot of new people into the hobby. So I'm always looking for games that are going to be good for the hobby. And I think this might be one of them. Um... We're going to see later this year, so we don't know very much about the game. In fall, we know this autumn it's coming to Kickstarter, uh, so keep your eyes open for that. I'll be checking out the Dark Souls booth or the Steamforge booth when I'm at Gen Con. Maybe I'll be able to get a little bit of extra information. I do know what Matt Hart, their uh, creative director, looks like, so I'll keep my eyes open for him. I know he's the guy with the answers. Um, we'll try to get some hot scoops for you here on Part in the Board Games. 
Other than that, we are ready to hit the road tomorrow morning. We got to get the dishes done. My cat got like hit by a skunk tonight or something like that. So I've been cleaning the cat up. It's just been a crazy night. Luckily, I got the board games in the car earlier. I think we're all packed. We're just trying to get the house like kind of straightened up before we leave. Because we know we're going to come back. We're going to be tired. We're not going to want to do a ton of work on that. So getting everything wrapped up tonight here at home. And then my wife and I are hitting the road tomorrow with our two-year-old daughter and going to Gen Con. <sighs> what a beautiful life it is. Hope you guys are having a good night. And as always, keep gaming, friends.